Now on to the report. Good to be back here on Reborn Report. I'm Don Pfeiffer. I'm DJ Pfeiffer. And DJ, over the past three weeks or so, we have been talking about faith. Yep. Uh, what it is. How four weeks. Yeah. What faith is, how it works. The types of faith. Right. And why, as believers, it's so important for us to learn to operate in faith. We said that there are two kinds of faith, remember? And we talked about their differences in, in, in real detail, didn't we? Yeah. And so if you missed any of those previous episodes, those podcasts, I'd encourage you to go back and watch them or listen to them because they really will help you understand what Bible faith is. And also, they provide a good background or groundwork for what we're going to talk about today, DJ. Right. But before we get into what we want to talk about today. Okay. I want to mention that we're thinking about moving the podcast from coming out at noon on Saturdays to coming out at noon on Sundays. Phew, I thought maybe you're thinking about moving the podcast to a different country or something. No, we're moving it to a different room again, <laughs> Dad. Moving it to Florida. <laughs> yeah. To warmer weather. No, we're moving from Saturday to Sunday in a few weeks from now. Not this week. Obviously, this one came out on a Saturday. The next week will still be Saturday, but the one after that should be out on a Sunday. So what you're saying in two weeks, the podcast will air on Sunday, Sunday at, noon. at noon instead of Saturday at noon. Yeah, so when you don't see our podcast come out <laughs> that sat Saturday, I think it's the 13th, don't freak out. Don't worry, be happy, because it'll be the next day. Also, okay. if you look at our YouTube channel or Facebook or Instagram page, anything, any of our social medias, you'll notice... That we have a new logo. A new logo. I designed us a new logo. Well, it says, all fired up. Because that's what God's word does to you. It's kind of like our theme of our podcast. Well, it doesn't say that on the new logo. Oh, it doesn't say that on the logo? No, you gave him a little sneak peek. Oh, that's right. That's okay. what our merch is going to say. Uh, we're, we're, we're not really uh, selling for to make money or anything like that. We just want, if someone really likes our stuff, we want to be able to give them a shirt. Yeah, we're going to have a couple different shirts, a sweatshirt, a hoodie. Well, hats, the reason that we want to coffee mug. The reason we want to sell merch is because we want to wear some stuff for our <laughs> stuff on it. <laughs> well, and help spread Reborn Report. So, and we're trying to keep these pieces of merchandise as low price as we possibly can. Yeah, because we're not in it to make money. No, we want to spread the Reborn Report uh, to all the people. So, so the old logo might be slowly disappearing. But the new logo is uh, based on the old logo, so... I like the looks of the new logo. It is really cool, and I think it's going to look really cool on Like you said, we got our catchphrase all fired up. All fired up on there. That's going to be integrated well, into hey, it. that's what God's word should do to you. It, it, it affects you. It gets into your spirit. Fires you all up. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to talk about today? Well, um... I think today, DJ, will finish up on faith. I think uh, we've been on that for three or four weeks, like I said. So I think today we can conclude, conclude well, it. Well, we've been saying that for two weeks that this yeah. one's going to conclude it. So this one might actually conclude it. Well, what I have to say today is a little pointed. Pointed? 
Yeah. Somebody might get a little offended. Um, Well, in today's world, everyone gets offended by everything. Maybe a little taken back by what I have to say today. Okay. And if you don't agree with what I say, please hear us out before you jump to any conclusions. So, DJ, I want to start, before I I say this statement, I want you to read what God's Word says in James chapter 2, verse 14. James 2.14 says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? That's pretty pointed. Well, the answer to that question is no. No. Now, here's what I want to say or add to that. A large portion of the modern church body today says that they have faith. But what they really have is an intellectual mental assent, what I call a sense-based faith. Which is what we talked about a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, we described that in pretty good detail. When we talked about the two different kinds of faith, that was one of them, the human faith. Exactly. You see, many Christians agree that the Word of God is true, but at the same time, they contradict their confession with wrong actions. Mm-hmm. DJ, true. read what it says in verse 18 of that same chapter. James chapter 2, verse 18 now you said? Mm-hmm. Now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. When he says good deeds, he means actions, right? Right, right. Well, good deeds are in action. Exactly. Well, you're right. Notice that the writer's faith was corresponding with his good deeds or his actions. Mm -hmm. And that by his actions, his faith was not only verifying his faith, but it was perfecting it. It was proving it, right? Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example that I think all believers can relate to. We say that we're trusting God with our finances, and yet at the same time, we're worrying and fretting how we're going to pay our bills. From month to month, you can <laughs> go by week Don't to week. Don't we do that? Paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Now, be honest. I'm, I'm right with that, right? I mean, that's exactly what You're we right do. with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you see, one minute we confess that God always makes good on his word and that all of his promises are true. And then by our actions, we're denying all that we confess. James tells us that there must be corresponding action to real Bible faith. You just read it. Mm -hmm. Now, DJ, back up to chapter 1 of James and read verses 22 through 25. 22 through 25, James 1. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and you don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. There it is. Simple, plain, and clear. So you can see that it's important for us to know what God's Word says, but it's much, much, much more important 
and beneficial for us too to obey it, to do what it says, right? Yeah. Think about this statement. You can know if you're operating in real Bible faith by the effect it has on your attitudes and behaviors. So you got to have like a positive attitude, right? Exactly. And it's got to agree with God's word. You know, don't get me wrong. I don't want to, I say that, you know, you can't just hope for anything. Uh, when you get in faith for something. It has to be God's will. It's got to be based on God's will. That's right. what I wanted to say. And you said it for me. It's got to be based on God's will. I mean, I can't wish for something that isn't scriptural or that isn't that I know goes against what God would want right um, and, and expect to get it through faith I mean well all the me. promises of God are yes and amen the not all the promises in general <laughs> not all the promises of man yeah you know so yeah you got to make sure that what you're wishing for or hoping for or trying to get in faith for is in agreement with the nature of God what God's it, word and says it doesn't have to be exactly in there it could be implied sure so uh, that there's a difference um ask yourself are you am i really putting into action what god's word tells me to do it's a tough question remember the actions like james said the actions of a doer of the word coincides and agrees with his confession, what comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Um, I actually want to read what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, 24 through 27, because I think it goes right along okay. with what you're saying. Okay. It says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds on a house of solid rock. Though the, though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and does, doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Well, you know, in that uh, verses, those verses there, Jesus is teaching with a parable here and he's comparing a person's house to what happens in their lives. Exactly. It's not just talking about houses, people. If, right, you, if, right. you, if you think it's just talking about houses, you kind of <laughs> missed the point. Well, the problem is this. So many Christians today that profess Christ as their Savior and say they believe in the Bible are not doers of the Word. Mm. Now, I know that's a harsh statement, but the truth is this. They are just talkers about the Word. <laughs> We, we have to be are, careful. Yeah. They have mentally assented to the fact that the word of God is true, but it's really not doing them much good in their day-to-day -day life. Why? Because they have deceived themselves, as James said. They are not making the word of God their confession, what they say. You see, it's only when a person trusts in the word with all of his heart and stops leaning upon sense reasoning that there will be 
the faith corresponding action that pleases God and produces blessings. Yeah, and until this all happens, people will continually struggle to get the results they want in their prayer life, and they don't receive many of the blessings that they're praying for and they're seeking the blessings that they're seeking Absolute, in their lives from absolutely God. Absolutely right. Some even give up on going to church. Yeah. They give up on God altogether, saying, oh, that don't work. Yeah, they say it's just a uh, myth. Well, they don't see or experience the results that they hear about being preached in, in church or, or that they see in, in the Bible stories, they don't see that in their real life. And some people even confess boldly and loudly that God is the strength of their life, but then they're always talking about their inability, their illnesses, mm-hmm. their financial troubles, and on and on it goes. You ask them how they're doing and what do they say? You say, how are you, how you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. I mean, can you relate to what we're talking about? Why? Because they're not showing corresponding action. They're not operating in real Bible faith. They're not pleasing God. And if you're not pleasing God, you're not going to get blessings. Right, DJ? Exactly. Truthfully, they're showing their lack of faith, I believe. They're resorting to human means, their sense-based knowledge, rather than trusting in the unchanging, true word of God. Yeah, and here's the thing, though, Dad. Living like this will always bring confusion and weakness in your spirit. You're right. And it will result in a lack of blessings, like I said, in your prayer life. And I don't know if it was last week or the week before I mentioned a verse. Do you remember what I was talking about? Well, you said it was in— I said a cheerful heart. Um, does a man good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. And I thought it was in Psalm, but it's actually in Proverbs seventeen twenty two. You looked it up, huh? A joyful spirit is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Well, that's true. And so you got to have a strong spirit. Well, how would we know if we have a strong or a weak spirit? Well, well by your actions. And by what we know in our heart. Right. You see, a strong spirit is when we line up with the Holy Spirit. Remember, he lives inside of us. You also mentioned a verse as well, and I looked that up, and that's just a few chapters over. It's in eight, uh, Proverbs 18.10, or 18.20, my bad. Oh, it says, the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in bodily pain and yeah, trouble. Yeah, we couldn't look, we didn't remember where those were. But a weak and broken spirit, who can bear? Right. Same thing. Read it, say it again because I interrupted you. The strong spirit of a man will sustain him in bodily pain and trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can bear? Yep. We got to know Proverbs the condition 18, of our spirit. If it's strong, it's based in God's word. We should listen to these truths and do what the Bible tells us to do. Like it says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 through in. Eight, nine, somewhere around there. You want me to read that? Yeah, First Peter 5, starting with verse 7. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to de- devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Wow. That says it. Yep. So regardless of life's circumstances, notice how it says the devil goes about like a mighty lion seeking whom he may Devour. devour. Right. Who's he going to devour? Not me. <laughs> the weak-spirited people. The people he can. Not me. If you're strong in your spirit, the Bible says, greater is he in me 
than he that is in the world. Right. If you're strong in your spirit, the devil has to tuck tail and run. He cannot affect your life. He's not like a mighty lion at that point. He's like a stray cat in the street. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He sat in there. We're, we're not trying to make fun, but he, the devil is stronger than us. He's spiritual. Mm -hmm. But when we take on what's in us, if we, if we stand strong in our spirit in Jesus and, and in the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit infused with our spirit, that's what defeats the devil. We can't defeat the devil on our right. own. So regardless of life circumstances, regardless of what's happening around you or however your natural sense-based faith may try to lead you, learn to turn every problem over to the influence of God's word and to his care. I think sometimes we're our worst enemy when it comes to doing this. Our natural sense knowledge can and will often limit the ability that our loving God is wanting to give us. Yeah, that's very true. Sense knowledge language says, I can't, I don't have the opportunity, I'm not smart enough, I'm too weak. Who am I? <laughs> Sounds all too familiar, doesn't it? We've all done that. Yep. But the language of real faith agrees with what God's word says. It declares, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not only am I a child of God, but I'm also a partaker of God's nature in his life. I have the same spirit living inside of me that raised Jesus from the dead. Yep. Remember we talked about that. Yep. Yep. Greater is he in me than he that is in the world. We already, already mentioned that, 1 John 4.4. 4. Right. And there's so many other good verses like those. If God is for me. Who, Who can, can be, be against, against me? me? That gets you all fired up, don't it? <laughs> I mean, there's so many verses in the Bible that we can stand on to make sure we're strong in our spirit. You know, faith knows the benefits of making God's words our words and then applies them to the situation in our life. Mm -hmm. Remember the verse we talked about a couple of podcasts back, DJ? Oh, we talk about a lot of verses. Well, I think you should read them again. Probably a good idea. <laughs> Proverbs 4.20. Read that one again. That's one of your favorites. Yes, it is. That's why I want you to read again. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those that find them and healing to their whole body. When he talks about your heart there, he's not talking about your physical blood pump. Right. He's talking about your spirit. He's your not inward, talking about your organ. When you talk about the core of a watermelon. It's the heart, the inside, okay. the core of a tree. And it's the inside, the very center. What's the very center of a man? What's spirit. his life source? His spirit, strong spirit. Right. And also read what it says in Proverbs 18.21. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. I like what the uh, New King James says. It says, the power of life and death are in the tongue. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, we we talked about that, didn't we? How we're made in God's likeness and image and God created everything with words and our words are meant to carry power. Yeah, we talked about that in a podcast yeah. a while back. I'm, I don't remember which one. Watch them all, you'll find it. <laughs> Faith understands and knows that I have access to God's strength, God's wisdom and God's ability. 
It's all living on the inside of me, in my born-again spirit. Really, what it is is the process of learning to let God's Word govern our intellect. And then, be daring enough to speak His words to our situations. If we learn to do that on a consistent, regular basis, we will start to take on God's nature. And then watch out. Good things will start to happen. Blessings will manifest like never before in our life. We're, we, we know that. We're, we're seeing it happen mm -hmm. for us. And you know why, DJ? Well, yeah, because God's good. God is love. <laughs> That's right. I actually just turned to a great example of that. In uh, Matthew 7, right before what we talked about earlier, okay. Matthew 7, verse 9, starting there, it says, You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Oh, this is a good one. Or if they ask for a fish, do you, not give them, do you give them a snake? <laughs> of course not. If you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? I like how he says, of course not. Right. <laughs> so he's just saying how good And if good we who are full of sin... Would would give good gifts to our children? How much more? Well, that's exactly what the a God is. of love yeah. give us good gifts. Hmm, that's great. And remember this: God watches over His word; He guards His word, and His word cannot fail. And you can be sure of this: God never fails us, but we fail Him when we think that we're in faith when we're really just operating in our own sense, knowledge, mental ascent. Human faith. Exactly. We need to act like we believe that God is at work on the inside, working his own good pleasure out in our lives. That's his promise to us. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him. Now, the qualifier in that verse is for those who love him, for those that love him. And truthfully, if we really love God, then we will make his word our words. We'll if, show him. Well, like you like to say, I've heard you say it all, all the time. It, the Bible is our instruction book for life, and it should become yours if you understand what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. And for good reason, too. It will produce results blessings in your life yeah i don't care who you are you want to be blessed and not just because i think so but because god's word tells us so it promises us so faith says god is my ability so fear worry anxiety any form of depression they have no place in my life i have to shut them down you have to act on it but I can't do that on my own. No. Nope. I can act on my own, but I can't get rid of all that stuff on my own. Look on TV, all the antidepressant medicine and all. Well, I mean, you got to act on it through the Spirit, through you your faith. By standing on the Word of God, right, DJ? Right. That is faith speaking with real corresponding action, isn't it? Yep. Faith acknowledges this truth. As Jesus is, so am I in my born-again spirit. We talked about that, didn't we? And then it acts and lives like it is so. DJ, I have three more scriptures I'd like you to read. Can you 
Got time? Can you take three more scriptures? Yeah, but before you do, I want to make a quick point. Okay. I, all that we're talking about, I think everything that we're saying can be summarized, and there's a great example if you read the entire book of Acts. It's called Acts for a reason. Yeah. Because it's the Acts of the Apostles through their faith of Jesus. Well, you know what I heard recently? I don't know if it was a minister on TV or I was listening to somebody say that all those things that happened in the books of Acts where Jesus empowered those early disciples to do those things and all that healing and miraculous stuff was done to lay the groundwork for the Bible and for our faith. And that they had a time and a place, and those things don't happen today. No, I know. I I, I was. I think I was listening to the same thing you were, and I don't think that's what the point well, was. I heard. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I, they said that those things don't happen today. Well, I just think that they said that that was the reason they happened, not that they don't happen right, anymore. But I have heard it said right. that they don't happen today, like because the people don't see healing or don't see miracles. The thing we were listening to, I think, the point was it. Um, it happens for a different reason. Now. Right, right. Yeah, you were talking about what we heard on the podcast on the shame. Right. I wasn't referring to that, but I know because we just watched that. Yeah. And they, those guys were talking about it. No, what I'm talking about, I've heard many, many ministers say because they don't have miracles happening in their church or don't see healings, that they say that that was a different time and it was for the, the groundwork. But my the point church. was the apostles in Acts had some strong faith. Yes, they did. And if you want an example of how your faith should be, read that. Well, and here's the thing. Doesn't the Bible says, I am the God who does not change? Doesn't the Bible says? Well, in, in the last uh, book of the Old Testament, yeah, I, the Lord, do not change. Well, and you, in the New you've Testament, got a different point than what I'm saying. Your point is that the miracles still happen. I'm not disagreeing with that. Right. I'm just saying that if you want an example of how your faith should be, read Acts. And read... Everything Paul wrote. There you go. So what were the verses you wanted me okay. to read? So, and we'll get into that. We'll get into that miraculous healing stuff because yeah. that's coming up next. Right. All right. So um, read Proverbs chapter three, verse five. Proverbs three, five. Mm -hmm. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek mm -hmm. his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. See, don't lead, let, don't. Lean on your own way of thinking. Right. Your sense-based faith, as I call it. Right? That's what he's saying. You had three verses? Yeah. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting with verse 3. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Perfect. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Well, how are we going to do that as human beings? Well, with God, obviously, with God's... God's word. Yeah. God's nature. God's ways. Now read Psalms 27.1. Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? Oh, that's awesome. The writer of that psalm had faith, didn't he? Yep. 
Here's a true statement that can give you that you can use to judge where your faith is at. Here it is. You know you're operating in real Bible faith, the kind of faith that pleases God and produces blessings in your life, when the confession of your lips perfectly harmonizes with the confession in your heart. Mm. Now, I'll simplify that. As a believer, when what you say agrees with what you believe, then you're operating in faith. And don't let that be too simple for you. There's, that's saying a lot. And then when that happens, these two confessions confirm the absolute truth of God's word. Exactly. And you'll experience in your life the manifestation of what 2 Corinthians one twenty says. You know oh. what that says? <laughs> All the promises of God yeah. are yes and are in amen, like I said earlier. All the promises of God are yes and amen. The promises of God, though, like we were talking about. Really, this is a spiritual law, a spiritual truth that few of us have really understood and recognized. Our confession, what we say, rules us, mm. doesn't it, TJ? Yep. When we confess his lordship and our hearts fully agree, we will then turn our lives over into his care. And then that will be the end of our worry, the end of our fear, and the beginning of living real Bible faith. John 8.32 says, you know this one, and you should know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And the truth will set you free. But it's only the truth you know. Right. That's why we're doing this. We're teaching what real Bible faith is so you can know the because truth. Because you got to know. Well, DJ... I think we've shared just about all that we wanted to about faith. I mean, I could teach on faith for... Oh, it's a huge topic. I could teach another six Literally months. Literally, the entire New Testament is about faith. I could go another six months, but... I don't, I don't think... I think people... Viewers would get very... It's like beating a dead horse. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Not that faith is a dead horse, but... Right. Um, and I don't believe God would have us on one side. I feel subject. like we gave a strong foundation of faith. We though. sure did. We, so We sure did. If you will go back and... Sometimes you have to go through things three or four times before it gets from here, from your brain, to your heart. Huh? You have to read it over and over again. I feel like if ever, if someone watching what we've put out there in the last couple of weeks about faith, if they fully understand everything we said and taken it to heart, they'll, they'll grasp it. They'll understand. It's so important for us to know and understand the difference between our natural mental ascent sense knowledge type of faith human faith right and real bible faith real bible faith is the only kind of faith that pleases god and produces blessings in our lives dj i believe that much of the modern day church is in a weakened spiritual condition because there is really little active living Bible faith among believers today. That's sad. It is sad, really, because people are missing out. They're missing out on all the blessings that God has for them. And that's why we have really tried hard to teach and explain what real Bible faith is, the best to our ability. We've, we've tried to do that. But still, I'm sure some of what we said over the past three or four weeks has been a little confusing because a lot of it might be 
a lot different than what you've heard before in church or uh, different than what you've been taught. Still, everything we said is based on the truth in the Scripture and in God's Word. Right, TJ? Well, God's ways are foolishness to man. So the natural it makes man. sense that it might seem different. It may confuse us. God's Word will always trump man's opinions, man's theories, or man's ideas. Now, I will confess, it has taken me most of my adult life, and I'm 62, <laughs> to discover what true, why'd you go, I think that's old? I'm, I'm doing pretty good for a young man. Like I said, <laughs> okay. it's taken me most of my life to discover and, and start to learn to operate in real Bible faith. I'm still learning how to do it. And it's a continual ongoing process, isn't it, DJ? Yeah, but even still, I can honestly tell you that learning to apply these Bible faiths that we've been, or these Bible truths that we've been talking about is making God so real, oh, so personal, yeah, and right. an active part of both of our daily lives. Amen. And because of it, we are seeing more and more blessings all the time. Exactly. And we know that this will work for you too. Learning to operate in real Bible faith will certainly be the best thing you ever do. I believe that with all my heart. So in closing, we would like to ask you, as we always do, to help us spread these life-changing truths to other people so they too can learn the benefits of living in real Bible faith. Share this podcast, share the last podcast, the one before that, and the one, all the ones that have faith in the title, <laughs> well, about four share of them. them. Yeah. I think there's four of them. And <clears throat> make sure you give us a like, make sure you subscribe. We have like 41 subscribers. We need and to get that up over 100. More. We need more. So we'll, we'll be asking you guys to sus subscribe. If you stayed around this far in the video, you must have enjoyed at least some of it. So subscribe to it. <laughs> and most of all, thank you for sharing Reborn Report with all of your friends and all of your family. And as always, thanks for watching and listening. And we hope you'll all join us next week right here on Reborn Report where God's word will get y'all wired up. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. See ya. See you next week. <laughs>